Have you had any any lectures around weight stigma at all at medical school? No, we never have actually. Um, which I wish we, I really wish we did. Why, hello. My name is Dr. Joshua Walrich, and welcome to my podcast, Willing to Be Wrong. For those of you who may have just stumbled across this and don't know me, I'm an NHS surgical doctor, author and unintended influencer, currently on a year out from the hospital to study for a nutrition master's. My debut book, Food Isn't Medicine, is due to be released on the 15th of April, and in it I talk about the complex nature of weight and health and the principles of health at every size, why the phrase food is medicine is actually harmful, and then I debunk a whole load of nutribolics from coffee enemas supposedly curing cancer, or just the standard sugar makes you fat. If any of that resonates with you, it is currently available for pre-order, but I'm really excited to introduce you to my guest for this episode, Teddy Okechuku. Teddy is a final year medical student in the UK who creates content online in relation to her studies and mental health. When I first came across her a couple of years ago, she was one of the very few medical students actually using social media identifiably. She was thrust into the public eye a couple of months ago after winning a massive jackpot on Michael McIntyre's The Wheel. I'll let you Google it if you want to know how much. But that's more just some fun trivia for you. When I was at medical school, I had absolutely zero appreciation as to what weight stigma was and even less understanding of just how complex the relationship between weight and health was. The weight-centric teaching I received made it seem incredibly black and white and I wanted to speak to someone about whether much has changed in the last decade especially in the context of the increased prominence of these conversations online. I don't 100% know your, your full opinions on this, so I think this should be interesting. We don't have to agree on everything, but I would really like to hear what your experience is within medical school still, because when I was at medical school, I didn't, and I'm not that old, but when I was in medical <laughs> school, I didn't... I didn't have any grasp on any of this stuff. I had no understanding. I'd never even heard the term weight stigma. Mm. Um, so I simply internalized the abuse that I received. And uh, mm. again, I'm I don't know what yours is. So I'm going to stop talking. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> because I could before I put words into your mouth. But do, would that be all right to chat about some of that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think um, even me myself, I don't think I was really aware of the word weight stigma until maybe a year or two ago um before that I, I just think it was I don't know not it wasn't something that I thought of actively obviously like when you do your lectures and they tell you things like risk factors for disease x and you hmm. get obesity and it's just like oh yeah of course that's that's just you know the risk factors and then you find out that you know it comes under the risk factors for pretty much everything kind of like smoking for example and I, I remember thinking I was like it can't it can't be that clear cut that just being obese automatically means that you're going to get this disease. And I know that's not what risk factors mean, but I used to see it so often. I'd be like, yo, are they just saying that fat people are just going to die? Like, I didn't, I didn't like that rhetoric from how it was presented to us. Um, especially when they talked about things like uh, non-compliance when we do pharmacology. I remember, this was years ago, but there was a lecture we were having about patients who aren't compliant. And they were saying, like, you know, if a patient is uh, bigger, then they tend to not be as compliant. I was like, where, where did you get that from? Like, is, do you have a source? Like, it was just something that the lecturer said with no particular, there was no papers backing up what they said. They just said it. And I remember thinking, like, that's, is that, is, that, is that the right thing to say? Like, do you actually know that for a fact? And that's not a very 
a nice thing to talk about people in like larger bodies automatically means they're not going to be compliant with whatever treatment you give them it's just not fair so i think i i always felt like some of the things that they would say in medical school was not quite right but it was only until the last year or so um that i was kind of like oh yeah weight stigma that that is a thing and even on my end like when i was much younger um as like someone going in as a patient i've never been like skinny that's just i'm just not and um sometimes getting told things like oh yeah so i come in with like menstrual pain and they're telling me like weight loss is going to help with that and i don't think it, it ever did and it ne- it was never helpful that's the one thing i found whatever i was told was never helpful if you're t- going to talk to me about my weight when i've come to you with cramps yeah i think see there's there is so much there and there is so much to unpack there and i, I think that the, the first thing that stuck out to me in my mind was when you were talking about the non-compliance stuff um I, rem- I remember similar things myself um, and I, there, there, is, there is an awful lot at medical school in terms of, um, I d- is patient blaming the right term? I think it probably is. Yeah, I think um, definitely saying that it's like if something goes wrong, it's automatically because the patient doesn't have strong, like they're not strong willed enough or like there's something wrong with the patient when there doesn't seem to be this accountability that maybe there's things we're doing or things that we're not conveying properly to patients that is making them act a certain way yeah and i'm not i'm not sure whether that's my own confirmation bias in terms of that's what i remember or whether that's actually an overriding theme of stuff but it's definitely something that is that is there that i remember being a part of the conversation Mm. i mean I, i remember watching house uh later on and and hearing the phrase that that he says about like patients lie and they always lie and i remember that just making sense i was like oh yeah 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 and i i it's a really odd it's a really odd thing to be taught in, in a in a society where we are specifically taught about patient doctor relationship and where it's no longer a uh, an authoritarian partnership in terms of the doctor mm. is always right we're taught very clearly that it is meant to be a uh, an equal communication between between the patient and the healthcare professional so I find that really yeah, exactly. interesting why that's still there I think it maybe it is carryover from older generations of like doctors but I'd like to think at least with that patient doctor um, partnership it's getting a little bit better um, I don't really see consultants or doctors being so like paternal with patients anymore Mm, mm. but definitely when it comes to things like weight stigma I've definitely I've definitely seen that with some doctors and that's made me really really sad um with how they speak about patients um either to their face or when they're not there that makes me really upset like that's not okay yeah I yeah I I remember similar things um after graduated and also as yeah as a medical school as well going on going on ward rounds and things um but again I don't I don't remember it sticking out in my mind as being unusual because at the time I I had it made sense to me it was it was acceptable it was just the mm. thing um which is which is shit <laughs> it's hard yeah exactly um and is and it's kind of scary that that I mean all of the research kind of backs that up in regards to the attitudes that doctors and medical students have towards fat patients mm. during medical school and also when they graduate and when they when they are doctors all, all of the statistics would suggest that 
it, it's not good um, and it's no different to the general population if and if sometimes it's 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 often worse in regards to believing that fat patients are lazy or they're this or they're that it's just a lot of stereotyping yeah i don't i think it's really unfair to put that on someone just by looking at them like you do, you're not yeah. their doctor you don't know anything about their health even so if you why are would their you doctor make, yeah even if you are their doctor <laughs> like why would you be making yeah. all these sweeping statements about this person yeah. when you don't know them it's, i think it's very odd even just the non-compliance stuff to go back to that um mm. have you have you had any any lectures around weight stigma at all at medical school no we never have actually um which i wish we i really wish we did because mm. i think it is something that um especially with people who it just doesn't cross their mind like if they're mm. not on social media or like on those parts of the internet it's just never going to cross their mind so that stigma is going to be internalized and then continues so i feel like hopefully someday in the curriculum will be something that they can implement because it's i think it's important because obviously not every patient you're going to see is going to be the same size they're going to be varying sizes mm. and you should be able to treat them appropriately with kindness and respect and i oh, think yeah. that for a lot of bigger patients they're not getting that no it, it has to change and it has to change very soon um and it's and and you know the the, the good thing right is that even if people that run these courses uh don't have any real acknowledgement of the complex nature of weight and health in the sense that we shouldn't always be blaming health conditions on weight and we should be looking further into other risk factors and socioeconomics and things like that even if they don't understand that weight stigma is still discrimination of a patient so it, exactly. so it, so it's not that that's not a hard thing to argue <laughs> that we yeah. need to be taught about and needs to be addressed um and and again um that for, for for people listening who might be wondering why I was continuing to bring up the um, uh, the the generalization of, of non-compliance weight stigma has a huge impact on that massive massive impact so if you're going to be talking to medical students and teaching them about patient non-compliance and, and what that is if you're not having a conversation especially when it comes to fat patients which was the context in which you were saying it was being mentioned if mm. you're not having a conversation about stigma and and how that impacts um, patients attending appointments, um, patients believing what a doctor is telling them, um, mm. patients being willing to actually follow advice that they're given. Um, mm. If you completely remove any responsibility of the doctor to treat a patient properly, and you just blame the patient not coming back on non-compliance and, oh, well, fat people just aren't very compliant. Maybe that's because they don't like coming back to appointments because they feel discriminated against every time they yep. arrive. Not yep. just me <laughs> saying that either. That's backed up by a lot of evidence. Yeah, and so, I think even sometimes I've seen it. Like, you sit down. This was a GP placement I had last year uh, with one of the doctors. I don't, I'll be perfectly honest. I didn't really like him as a person much. But I was sat in his clinic, right? And he had some patients. And one of these patients who had, like, um, some mental health issues. And they also were fat. And the way the doctor spoke to this patient, just made, it made me, like, I was dying on the inside listening to what he was saying to this patient basically telling them like well if you just lost weight you probably wouldn't be so miserable things like that which was just like big yikes and then when this patient left he then turned to me and he was like you know that's the first time in a while I've seen that patient she never comes in and I'm like oh, I wonder why <laughs> I wonder why oh, there's just there's just no insight it's it's just it's just ridiculous um yeah I just I, I don't it's still, it's still, I just don't really know what to say with, with that. It just still shocks me. I don't understand how something like that is, 
it's still I mean I do understand but I don't do you know what I mean like I yeah. I understand because it's it's completely it's completely validated in all forms of society that those kind of attitudes are normal and acceptable and true and you're just doing it to be nice to someone or you know you're just like you're being cruel to be kind all that bullshit so I understand why it's done but you you think that we should be cleverer than that like exactly you would think that okay this thing that i've been doing it's not really working maybe we should try something else and people haven't quite got that part of their brain like oh maybe we should try something else so maybe that'll happen soon yeah i hope so um working on it (laughs) yeah no i think you've done an amazing job on your instagram with doing that to be fair it's actually been really uh instrumental with like talking with my family about it because I've only recently started to have this conversation about weight stigma with my family. Um, mm. And a lot of your videos have actually been really helpful with uh, explaining w- what I mean. Because sometimes I think, as you said, it's so ingrained in society. So a lot of like my family members are like, but isn't that the doctor's job to tell you to just like lose weight? And it's like, no, that's, he, he can do it. There's so many different things that he could be doing. Like if you go to a doctor with a headache, he shouldn't be telling you, oh yeah, lose weight. You should be treating your headache and finding out what's wrong. Yeah. So. See, this is the thing. It is spreading the, the information to patients as well. It's a big deal because it's so many people accept it and believe that it's, that it's completely normal. Yeah, um, that's what was scary to me, that my family thought that, yeah, that's normal. Your doctor should be telling you that. And I'm like, no, that's no. Is this, is this because they've been told that or is this when you were talking about your experiences? No, this has been when they've been told that um, occasionally. Like, oh, I went to the GP about this thing and he told me like, oh, you should also lose some weight. And I'm thinking that somehow that's going to help. And me, like, obviously I'm not a doctor yet, but having studied some of the things that maybe my mom has mentioned or my dad has mentioned, I'm like, hang on, that doesn't sound like it's anything to do with your weight. Do you want to go see a different doctor to get that checked out? And it's things like that, like, they made this assumption so quickly that they didn't even bother to think something I thought, because I know my parents, hmm. that th- their doctor's not doing. And I think that's a shame that that weight stigma is stopping them from realizing symptoms and then obviously diagnosing and treating patients accordingly. Yeah. Well, it's not just a shame. It's, it's, it's bad medicine. Like it's, yeah. and people, people come to real harm because of that. There's plenty of stories of patients coming to to real harm because things have been ignored or missed or assumed to be down to something else and yeah it's it must be hard seeing it with with family I've never I've never been in that situation to have seen it with with a family member um myself but yeah it was just I think it was just when I was on the phone and um like my mom was having um some conversations that she went to go see her GP and she mentioned that the GP had told her to lose weight and I remember like just thinking like why like you didn't you didn't go to him about your weight, so why is he talking to you about this? Um, that, I think that's where I, I was like, mm, this doesn't, this doesn't sound like it's good medicine. If that's the automatic assumption that he came to, or that what he's told you, like, oh, you know, you should just lose weight, this will solve the problem. And I'm like, uh. yeah, it's that, it's that last bit specifically. I mean, I, I, I don't, um, I don't envy the job that GPs have to do, especially um, especially in the in the UK. For for those listening who aren't who are more international, um, the the way that our national health service works is that GP practices meet certain targets to get paid and to get funding. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those targets put put in place by the UK government is around weight. Um, and one of those targets is around uh, one of the one of the programs is called Make Every Contact Count, I believe. 
um, which means that every single time you see a patient, because because we don't go to our GP, we don't go we don't go to our doctor on a regular basis. The argument is, well, there are certain things that should be mentioned every time you go. So there should be a there should be a question about smoking. So do you smoke? And if you do smoke, there should be some signposting to um, smoking cessation services to help. Um, mm-hmm. There's there should be a, a question about alcohol, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And there are tick boxes, and one of those is weight. And so one of those tick boxes to to meet the criteria of a consultation that means that the GP practice gets paid appropriately is to mention weight and to give weight loss advice if a patient is over a certain BMI. Now, there's there's a lot that you can nitpick about that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to um, say BMI already is. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> that's no, a I, big I, one. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. I, I I want to ask you about how BMI is 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 um is taught at medical school, but we'll get on that in a second. Um, there there is a lot that you can that you can have conversations about that with, but the main thing that sticks out to me is one of the arguments for why it should be there, and the argument that is given is. Um, well, patients overwhelmingly uh, respond positively to us mentioning it, and patients want us to mention their weight. All of the research and the questionnaires we've done have told us that patients are happy with us mentioning their weight when they come to see us. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, of, of course they, of course they think that they are. Like, of course they are. Of course they mm. say they are because they believe that weight is synonymous with health because that's what we're taught. And they're going to their doctor. And so if their doctor mentions weight, they don't think their doctor is being inappropriate if it's got nothing to do with the reason why they came in, um, especially if they're then correlating it with something that is completely mm. inappropriate, which often does happen and shouldn't. Like you were talking about headache and yeah. things and ear infections are a common one. I don't know why ear doctors infection. think that, yeah, I, I go in with an ear infection, get told, if you lose weight, you'll get less ear infections. Sure. Um, so I, you know, I, it, that is obviously unacceptable. But of course, patients, you know, aren't going to say that they're not happy with it because I, I, I never did. Because when you internalize this stuff, when you believe that you should be told again and again because you're just not trying hard enough, or you're just not, you know, you just haven't done the right diet yet, or you're just, you know, like, oh yes, thank you, doctor, for reminding me. I agree. <laughs> and I think it's interesting that more and more people are starting to, and not interesting, I think it's good that more and more mm. people are starting to not be happy about it being mentioned because they're saying, I know, I know that this is what you believe about my size. I know mm. that you want me to lose weight. I have been dieting for years over and over and over again. I want you to treat the problem I came in with. And I and I, I think that's a good change that we're starting to see. Yeah, I definitely think so. I don't know if, if- a change you, you mentioned the tick boxes that they have about things you're supposed to mention i don't know if changing what those tick boxes are would make a difference so instead of discussing things like weight because you think it's synonymous with health asking how they are how's your mental health doing how's how how are things going like that i feel like that should be one of them because every oh, time yeah. you see a patient you don't know what's going on in their life and i know gps that'd be great but it's, time, not, it's not but... a government target yeah <laughs> That's the problem. It's it's top down. It's top down targeting, mm. and it but it, it it fuels it. No one no one really complains about having to ask it either because you know I I I'd probably estimate that even if it wasn't a tick box, it would still get mentioned an awful lot. I mean, I feel really uncomfortable asking someone that kind of question personally. So I don't know if that's something that I would like. I wouldn't feel comfortable just if someone's come in and they're like, oh, you know. I've got my arm hurts and then I start asking them about their weight that just makes no sense in the consultation why would I ask you that so I, yeah. I don't know me personally if I was a GP I, I'd, I'd feel uncomfortable asking it but obviously it's target so you probably have to I think there are 
there are ways of mentioning it without mentioning it if you know what i mean mm. um i mean for example um i i'm on a year out at the moment but when i wasn't i i work in orthopedics um and so there is a lot of tick box um tick boxing when it comes to things like joint replacements mm. um and targets and and certain criteria where patients have to have attempted to lose weight if they're over a certain bmi for a certain period of time alongside things like physiotherapy before if they've come in with joint pain and it's and it's arthritic in nature on an x-ray before they can be offered a joint replacement oh um it's i didn't know that yeah, it's one of the it's one of the criteria. A bit like a bit like you have to be a certain uh, under a certain BMI to be offered IVF on the on yeah. The NHS, I, was, you know, I rem- actually I remember this consultation and I actually remember crying. I was so upset for this lady because she came in wanting IVF, but she couldn't because her BMI was too high, and she just burst into tears in the consultation. I felt so bad. I I didn't know what to do. Obviously, I think I was in like second or third year, and I was like. Hmm. Uh, I didn't know what to do at that point because obviously this was so upsetting to her and there was nothing I or the GP could do because it was like these hard guideline rules like it, you'd have to lose weight if we wanted to give you this treatment and it was really sad it just made me really really sad yeah I put, put a pin in that because I want to come back to that because I want to mm. ask you some questions around around that um what I was just what I was just going to say about the joint replacement stuff just in terms of getting around something whilst whilst being appropriate in my mind mm. is that i i've i haven't had to do that many of those kind of conversations as of yet but the conversations that i have had are are just ones where i'm just honest with patients where i go this is one of the criteria on here um i know how complex weight loss is and i'm sure that you have been on many many diets in your life and they go yes because of course they have mm. and and then i end up having a conversation about that with them so actually i find that it, it actually ends up adding something positive to the consultation because that's probably the first time they've ever heard a doctor talk about weight loss in a manner that wasn't just, well, you need to try again. Mm. So so I think, you know, if I don't know what your plans are post-medical school, but um, if GP is the route, um, there are there are 100% ways to be like, by the way, this is one of our criteria on here about mentioning your BMI. Oh, you've mentioned it. Tick box. You can tick that box now. Um, mm. I just want to let you know I understand that this is complex. This is a complex situation, um, and uh, and and w- you know we don't have to talk anymore about it because. But you've mentioned it, right? <laughs> so there are ways. <laughs> That's really good. I'm actually. There are go, ways of uh, doing it, and and it's and this isn't. I'm adding that. And this isn't about being. You know, there might be people listening who are who are not who are quite conflicted on this topic and that's fine that's good Ooh. i want you to be listening if you are um and so just to clarify this isn't about this isn't about refusing to talk about something that might or might not be impacting someone's health this is about choosing non-stigmatizing and valid ways of talking about someone's health um, if weight is a component of that then there are ways to discuss that whilst taking into account the complex nature of everything that impacts weight Mm. whilst talking about the complex nature of why weight loss itself is unsustainable the vast majority of the time etc etc there are ways of talking about that um Mm. so this isn't about avoiding the topic just because you don't like talking about it it's about for once having these patients having a non-stigmatizing discussion about their size from somebody who perhaps understands that it is complex because that's a rare and that leads me on to what i was going to ask you about the 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 ibs stuff so Mm. how is it taught i won't ask you what medical school you're at because this is a general thing right this is (laughs) in general (laughs) um how are you currently taught about 
weight in general. So are you are you taught anything about the complex nature of why people live at different sizes? Are you talk about no. are you taught yeah, about that at all? <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, I think that we had like a few lectures maybe in first or second year about just nutrition in general. Um, but nothing I think it was just it was just like a pinboard I think nutrition in general is lacking in medicine that's a completely separate thing it's another um, conversation yeah yeah but, <laughs> we could um, get to that carry on <laughs> because of the nutrition aspect of it not really being um not really having any focus whatsoever the kind of general thought is well if someone is over a certain BMI um you should probably tell them to lose weight because it has risk factors for all of these different things so it's a good thing that you should tell them to lose weight that's kind of the vibe you get from medical school because it'll be things like oh you know surgery being a bigger size is going to add complications so if you tell your patient to lose weight or when you tell them about risk factors of certain things what you should tell your patient obesity is a risk factor because hopefully that will help them lose weight it's it's things like that but there's no real which i think is a shame that there's no real discussion about how weight is affected by genetics which plays probably the biggest factor out of anything in how your body ends up being um, or things like diet culture because dieting in general like telling someone to lose weight and then them going on a diet like so many studies have shown time and time again it's not helpful so I, I feel like there just needs to be way more discussion about how weight is um, one differs person to person and two how good nutrition and good health promoting habits can be implemented without telling someone oh, your size isn't okay, you need to go lose weight because that, how is that going to help anyone? Mm. So do you, do you have anything on, um, do, do you get taught at all about social determinants of health? Because that's, that's not even like, no. this, is, this uh, is medical school, this is about health of patients. The, Surely you the, must have something on that. The first time I heard about it was when I listened to your podcast, the one you did about nutrition mm. and about the socioeconomic differences and how that makes a big difference in health. Because I think you were discussing a paper about um, women uh, from two groups who were both smokers, but then they were talking about how the smoking actually helped with their stress because of their socioeconomic background. And mm. like stuff like that, I hadn't really thought about like, oh, someone's socioeconomic background can make such a huge difference to how the, the food that's available to them, um, the rhetoric that they hear about their class and then probably mm. their weight from that. And it's something that I, I literally don't think I've ever heard about in medical school. Um, so thank you for that podcast. It actually helped a lot. No, no, no. That's good. I see. This is this is interesting to me because I don't I don't remember everything that I that I you know was taught or all the lectures I had. Um, but I, it does it does. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that you don't get taught about weight stigma. Um, it, uh, it you should be, but it doesn't surprise me. Um, but it does surprise me that that you're not taught about. Um, social determinants of health properly and it may have been mentioned in passing who knows it five years is a long time and a lot of lectures mm. so I don't <laughs> specifically true. say it definitely wasn't mentioned but if you don't remember it being mentioned it clearly hadn't had that much impact put on it um, no. and when when it's when it plays such a huge and a major role if not the biggest role on somebody's health and we're meant to be healthcare professionals if we don't understand or at least have any knowledge of the impact that socioeconomics and social determinants of health have on somebody's life that's a that's a big problem that's that's massively lacking and it's one of the reasons i think why we still hold such a stigmatizing view that weight is a personal responsibility um so because if you if you believe that that there are no other factors at play there and all it is is purely a a a case of choice then 
it makes sense to tell people to lose weight because it's just a choice, right? So they just need to try harder. And then it fuels that 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 discrimination and that stereotyping of, well, they must be lazy. Yeah, and honestly, it's so damaging to patients' mental health. Like, on, on the other side of the coin, like, you're just wrecking people's mental health left, right, and centre. Because even me discussing the whole situation where I went to the doctor about um, period pain, that was probably, like, 10 years ago. But I still remember that very, very vividly. So I can't imagine whenever a fat patient goes to see their GP and they say something horrifically stigmatizing, that's going to stay with them forever. And that's a mm. really negative impact you're having on their mental health. And again, as healthcare providers, we're supposed to take a holistic approach with patients and care for not just their physical health, but their mental health. And if what we're doing is harming patients, then obviously we're going against the whole do no harm thing, which isn't, that's not good. No, it's not. But but it, but it's fine though, right? Because as long as we just don't acknowledge that it's a thing, then then we can just plaster over it. <laughs> we could just ignore just, it right? just pretend it doesn't exist yeah yeah <laughs> if we don't teach if we don't teach about weight stigma and social determinants of health then they don't exist magic magic yeah i'm only slightly slightly cynical about it but it, I, I think for good reason because i think it is ridiculous that that we are at a point where this stuff is not taught um, mm, and i think also this is actually a very interesting thing i had thought about um with within obviously we're thinking about patients but even within like the cohort of who's in medical school not everyone is the same size. So if you're hearing all these negative things and you are someone who's fat or just in a larger body and you're hearing all these negative things about people who are your size and or bigger, that's so harmful as a healthcare professional because then you don't feel like you deserve the title, which is a really harmful thing to do thing to say because you've worked just as hard as everyone else, but somehow your size makes your credentials less relevant. I think that's really harmful. Have you, have you ever felt like that yourself? no I don't think so I personally which is but I don't I also don't think I'm uh big enough so I have friends who are like bigger than me and they have experienced that so I think there's probably like some societal threshold about what your body looks like where suddenly mm. people are like are you sure you could be a doctor if you're that size like things like that um which I think is that's a really harmful thing to say so that's interesting to me and I um and again, I want to be really clear here that I'm not. This isn't a. This isn't a point of trying to start making comparisons in any way, shape, or form. Mm. Um, but the reason I think that's interesting to me is because I, I definitely did. I left medical school believing I couldn't be a good doctor because I was fat. I, I, I wasn't. Um, like I was on the threshold of of the between the overweight and the obese category. So I wasn't like, I don't know what society would have thought about me. I know what my peers at school did because I got bullied for it for, for, for years. Um, mm. but, I, but I left medical school believing all of that stuff and thinking that as a fat doctor, I couldn't be a good doctor. Uh, I was going to reach a limit to how good I could be at, at practicing medicine. Um, yeah. because I'd internalized all of that. Um, and it led me down a, a very disordered path of uh, attempting to lose weight through methods that were harmful. Um, yeah, and I think that's probably the most dangerous thing. It's that, you know, patients and healthcare providers alike, all these things, all this stigma is not helping patients. It's just turning them towards really unhealthy ways of trying to lose this weight that they've constantly been told that they need to and if that's not going to help them and you know studies have shown that not only is it harmful for their mental and physical health it's probably just going to make them put on more weight in the long run so it just doesn't help anyone yeah i mean even there's some interesting stuff around whether or not that is 
that's epidemiological rather than more it doesn't matter it's irrelevant because even if they don't put more weight on there's still all of that harm there. yeah exactly um but there's definitely a lot of good there's definitely got a lot of good correlation and, and links between the amount of weight stigma that people experience and increasing body size um, i think also I've... something that's quite interesting specifically for women this is something i was mm. talking with my friend about um weight stigma when it comes to your body shape I thought it was quite an interesting one. Um, I don't know how it is for men specifically, but for women, obviously, the, on social media, there's more of an acceptance for having a slightly bigger body. However, the caveat with that is you have to have a certain body shape. Like if you're not that massively hourglass figure person, um, then your you being overweight isn't valid if you don't have that shape. Not the and right think, kind of fat. Yes, exactly. Which I think is so problematic. Like, oh, yeah. It, it baffles me a, a lot but it's it's weird how that like body shape like two people can weigh the same but because their body shapes are different which is determined by your, your anatomy like you can't change your bones yeah um yeah. and your genetics where you where you hold uh, yeah, fat and where you, where you hold on. exactly you can't you can't determine any of that by choice so the fact that two people who weigh exactly the same because one is more aesthetically pleasing to society it's more acceptable for them to be that weight versus another person who doesn't look like that it's it's really sad and i think that's just a, that's an extra pressure that's on women but mm. i think just in general even with like uh, men like there's certain shapes are like oh you know if he's beefy rather than fat like things like that like there's certain descriptors people will use for acceptable yeah. fat people and i find that really problematic yeah massively because it's it's just it's just moving the goalposts yeah. rather than removing the goal altogether. It's just moving it slightly, slightly to the left. And overall, it's almost like taking a step backwards. Um, I think we should probably wrap it up because otherwise we could just keep rambling forever. But uh, I would like to say thank you for coming and, and chatting to me. Thank you for having me. This is a really interesting conversation to have, actually. No, it is. It is good. I, I think it's really interesting to hear. Um, I know you don't speak for all medical students everywhere, but oh, I think... Yeah, <laughs> Um, but I think it is very interesting to hear what is currently being taught and not being taught when it comes to health um, mm. at institutions that are meant to be the pinnacle of teaching about health. So, so I think yeah. I think that is I think that is interesting, and it's give, it's definitely given me some uh, some food for thought as to uh, some of the potential guest lecturing that I have lined up and what I should and shouldn't be talking about. Ooh. I will definitely add social determinants of health in there because I didn't realize yeah. that was a thing that wasn't mentioned. I, yeah, so. it really wasn't. So it definitely needs more focus. I mean, to be fair, the medical school I'm at, they've recently changed the curriculum. I have no clue what's in it, but maybe they've added things that need to be added. I don't know. Because I'm in fifth year, I'm, I'm literally about to leave. So mm. <laughs> I don't know, maybe the first years are learning something different, but we'll find out i'm gonna hold my breath <laughs> yeah, right we'll find now. Out. <laughs> um but we'll see maybe they've changed the curriculum to include more lectures on immunity and pandemics maybe that's what they're talking about oh, yeah that might be it <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see anyway thank you very much um teddy theodora teddy's for... teddy's better um yeah i think wh what do you prefer sorry i don't know why i'm the one i'm asking this everyone, right at the end but <laughs> everyone calls me teddy so i mean i went on i went on national tv as teddy so i feel like teddy's probably well you also went on national as. tv as a nurse so <laughs> that, that was so funny that's probably the funniest <laughs> thing that's ever happened my mom called me like why do they think you're a nurse i was like wait what because she had seen the the the, the news article before I mm. did and I was so confused like where, where did they get nurse from anything I said 
I, they I was didn't. very confused. They just saw you. They saw you were a black woman and they went, oh, she must be a nurse. If I'd have gone on, they'd have seen me as a white man and gone, he must be a doctor. It's it. You know, you know how this works. Yeah. I know, but it was still funny to see it play out like in real yeah, time. <laughs> it was very funny. Well, look, I'm glad. I'm glad you got some of the news articles changed. Did you not in the end? Yes, I did. I, it was purely. I didn't even call them. I just tweeted about it, uh, and everyone's. And then everyone was like co- uh, tagging Daily Mirror. Like, can you please change this? And eventually they changed it. So it was quite nice. Fair enough. And now you've got a nice lump sum that you can. Uh, that you can use to uh, to not give to your family and instead no, I'm joking you <laughs> do whatever you want to do are they already hounding you uh, no no it's, it's going on a house like uh, because in this economy yeah it's going on a house and a car as well actually splurge all at once buy a Tesla you'll be fine oh jeez <laughs> you put thoughts in my head I'm going to waste all my money on a, on yeah, a yeah. Tesla go crazy it was money you never had so you weren't planning on a house anyway so That's why not true. have some fun with it <laughs> I am not your financial advisor, yeah, no, just to clarify. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming um, and chatting to me. I think it's been very interesting. Um, and I wish you... Have you done your final... Are you, have, are you due to do your final year exams at some point yep, soonish? one month. One month. Awesome. Well, good luck. You'll be fine. Thank you'll you. smash it. If you got this far, no pressure, but if you got this far, you'll, you know... I, look, I had to repeat exams in first and second year, but by the last year, I was like, I'm not doing that shit again. Yeah, so that's this is what I'm thinking. I'm exactly. like, I refuse to redo these exams because my medical school is making us do fourth and fifth year exams at the same time. So oh, I, did you not I, do I, them I re- last year at all? No, because they just cancelled everything and then everything not, was up in the air. And then they not they decide like, technology would perhaps like yeah no, no. it was all a, it was a shambles for months literally months sure. so we could never do it so now we have both at the end of the year so i refuse to have to do that all over again <laughs> well good luck with final year exams Thank um you. i i i look forward to seeing the kind of doctor that you that you will turn out to be because honestly we need more people who at least have a very basic and you have more than a basic but we need more people that have an understanding of of what weight stigma is and being able to actually treat patients with compassion because it's lacking still and we need to sort it out so the more the better i'm sure i'm not the only medical student that thinks this i would hope that there's plenty more that also feel the same way and that that makes for a better nhs Um, do you let me know when this actually comes out because um, my mum is very excited because she follows you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Hello, Teddy's mum. <laughs> I hope you're. I hope you're well. Yeah, I know she's very excited about this. So. <laughs>